Hi everyone and welcome to Architecture in the Den with me, your host Lisa Rains from Pride Road, the Architecture Practice Franchise. And today we're talking to the architect Andrea Smiljanovic. Is that right? Brilliant. That's great. <laughs> Very nice. So do you want to just introduce yourself? Hi everyone, hi Lisa. Uh, my name is Andrea Smiljanic. As Lisa said, uh, I'm an architect and uh, also urbanist. So, and I live currently in the UK. <laughs> so where, whereabouts uh, are you living in the UK at the moment? Greater Manchester. And how long have you been in Manchester for? Uh, it's been the sixth year now. Yes. Right. And what brought you to sunny, well, it's not so sunny today. Um, <laughs> Um, nothing to sunny Manchester. I arrived to <laughs> rainy Manchester. <laughs> uh, yeah, but my journey started years, years ago. Um, uh, basically, my journey started because I was born in Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. and, uh, from the time that there was a war, I just start. We started as a family traveling around Europe, uh, and basically, it's just uh, the job-related uh, changes. I wanted to experience uh, different countries, different cultures different places and uh, there was an opportunity to come to the UK so I tried it and it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So how old were you when you left Yugoslavia? Uh, I was five and a half, yes. Yeah. yes. And how, how did your parents get out? So that's a bit more complicated because when we when the war started in 92 um, we stayed there for a couple of months in Sarajevo mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, it wasn't really the best situation over there. So me, my mom and my brother, uh, we were able to go to a safer place within the Yugoslavia, but my dad couldn't leave. Men above 13 without connections had to stay uh, in case of need to be uh, supporting the army or anything else. Mm -hmm. So only three of us left uh, and we lived for a year uh, in a small village uh, in Yugoslavia. And then I really don't know how, but my dad managed uh, to find a family friend in Prague, in Czech Republic, to send us further to be in a safer place. Mm -hmm. And three of us, we traveled uh, by train from Yugoslavia to Prague, where, where we were without our dad during the war. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how we, basically when I was about six and a half, how we get there. Mm -hmm. And one was the war in Yugoslavia for me. It Yugoslavia. was 92 to 96. 1992 to 1996. So how long were you in Prague for? I, we, were, we stayed there for a long time. So basically my main education from primary school and main part of my university was in Prague. Right. So that's uh, where we stayed and it was kind of my second home, yes. Mm. <laughs> And then, so did you do architecture at university? Yes, so I did the architecture in Prague, but also I wanted to experience studying abroad. So I applied for Erasmus and I went to Porto, where I did <laughs> Porto. And that was for a year of a master's where we did the urban design projects. And uh, after that, uh, that experience was amazing. I just loved to understand to see and to compare because by that I could see different way of uh, doing 
architecture, there was it was more like practical in Czech Republic, it was more technical and uh, artistic, but less practical. So mm. it was really good experience to compare to different education systems. Mm. Uh, and when I came back from Porto, I finished, uh, that was a master's. I finished also so my Prague's master's and uh, applied for a job abroad in Belgium. Mm. From there, I, I kind of got a job uh, as a graduate and uh, I was living there, but I worked for companies in Belgium and the Netherlands right. for two and a half years. Yeah. And somehow I came here. Yeah. <laughs> How you came here. <laughs> uh, yeah, to be honest, it was really difficult in uh, working because at the, in Europe, across Europe, majority of architects, they are freelance architects. So mm. we, to, to be able to live and have for rent and everything, I was working for three companies at the time. Mm. Uh, so it was really time consuming. And uh, after two and a half years, when there was majority of days working 12 to 16 hours per day, I was thinking, okay, this is not for me. I want as well some life and I need to get to the point, you know, I learned something. This is not for me probably, but so I will try something else. And there was an opportunity to come to UK and see how I feel about it. So when I came to the UK. So what, what, actually, was, the op- what was the opportunity? Uh, my, my partner at that time, he's mm-hmm. in the UK, actually in Peterborough. <laughs> A peace bra. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, where, where is a very small place. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking, okay, I need to do something uh, for, because I'm a very active ch- uh, person. So I applied for a job in the uh, college. So mm-hmm. I was admin in the apprentice scheme, working with carpenters, engineers, and other people. It was really lovely, really lovely. But I miss the creativity of it. Mm-hmm. I this the part of architecture where we can you know give something from us and that collaboration with the client and seeing something growing I, I do, it's just i missed it uh so i just applied for a job here in altrincham mm-hmm. and uh and since then i i'm there i haven't changed i'm happy. <laughs> great <laughs> and so where are you working in altrincham so it's a small practice, Project 3 Architects, mm-hmm. and very familiar pra- practice. Uh, yeah, and we are, many of us are actually foreigners. We don't have two equal uh, pe- people from the same country, apart from directors, which are British. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's that's just uh, really nice. I really enjoy it. So you did your part three in the UK. Did, did you have to read your part two at all? No. So... Luckily, my qualification from Europe were just transferred to, to the ARB and RIBA. They accepted it. So I can just directly do my part three here, which I have done in Northwest. Yes. And I, I'm, I've got your CV in front of me. Hayden <laughs> Smith Award winner for your part threes. Yes. That's so um, I think, is it just one student selected to be a Hayden Smith Award winner for your part threes? And just um, for anyone listening, the part three, if you're not an architect, is the professional practice element. Um, so it usually takes a year to 
to study, you've got to do a case study, um, a very detailed case study from kind of a kind of quasi-legal perspective. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then um, you have a professional exam, which is two days. And what is it? Ten questions over two days. Yes um <laughs> followed by um an, an assessment an interview with the two examiners yes indeed <laughs> so it's quite something to have uh, achieved the hayden smith award so um, it must have been um so actually um what did you do for your case study so i had a dual case study yeah um, project that I have started and I was hoping to get on site didn't get on site on time so I had to I basically did the first three stages on this project mm. and project I did the con construction process on the smaller projects and they accepted it as a case study so uh, I by that as well I've showed like variety of uh of experience and, uh, and I take it was at the same practice at project so yes, it was the same practice so yeah. uh, the, the one of the reasons why it was by that it was just because uh, I had the same mentor so mm. it if he could kind of help and guide me if needed in mm. those than the, the previous ones so mm. yeah. yeah so it's a huge accolade to you and your mentor <laughs> oh yeah it is yeah yeah I really <laughs> I only help. <laughs> so, um, if you were talking to anyone who was about to do their part threes, what advice would you give them? So, I certainly recommend it, and I really think that was something that helped me uh, as well to get into the British standards, British way of doing architecture, the process, and everything. So, certainly, I recommend it. It was mm. very stressful. I don't deny that. It was very. It stressful <laughs> very stressful yeah. and then i always like uh i'm always thinking about it as a very stressful period um but i would recommend everyone to start on time try to do the things on time uh focus on things since the start but but do the things in their own way there is always a guidance mm -hmm. but you need to kind of understand it in your way if you don't agree with something just show it that you think it might be this way. And that's how I've done it. I didn't completely follow everything they've told us to do. I tried to do the, the main one, the main point, but where I was not certain about it, that that's the way I just said it. I just went through into it um, the way, just, just directly. Just right, okay. So rather than trying to comply, if you're yes. quite sure about it, follow yeah. you in path but be committed yes be committed for sure there is no doubt and i think uh as early you've done it i mean i mean i think it's not for example one of the things that helped me it was because i already had some experience in the past uh, i had a bit of more experience and i understood more the question the technical questions and uh, the process in the practice but uh that's why for example people directly after university i'm not so sh sure they have this experience. And if they have an opportunity to leave it, maybe one, two, three years after university, then they would understand it better what's oh, going okay. on. Yeah, oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, 
I, I really think that that's, that helped a lot my experience in Europe, which I could also show in my uh, submission and uh, comparison, how it works. Because in here, after university, you can basically straight do the part three. Public, uh, we would need to have three years post master's uh, graduation to start doing this application. In Belgium, it was two years. So mm -hmm. it depends really. And I really think experience is the key in this. Yeah, yeah. So do you think, what is it about, is there a right or wrong practice that you need to have experience in? I think, I think there is nothing like right on or wrong. From the wrong things you can learn. Yeah. That's how you can improve. And I think that's the best way. And there is nothing which is completely going smoothly from start till the end. Yeah. And if it happens, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, I, from experience, I don't think ever it went fully smoothly, but you can learn from the things that went well and try to implement it to other projects. And the ones that they don't go well, try to repeat, uh, try to uh, correct in the next projects. Mm. So, mm -hmm. That's what I think. Hmm. Good advice. Good advice. And um, so I believe you've got some questions for me. Of course, I've got. I've watched so many of your podcasts. It's so amazing those people you invite. I've got, I loved the one with Danny Kerr. I yeah. loved the one with Ben Derbshire. I loved the one with Pablo and Lego. And you know, I <laughs> It was really amazing. And also all those little students, sorry, all students or students looking for a job to see how it's really the market and that's amazing. So I know loads of things about you, about the franchise and everything, but there is a couple of things I wanted to know and I was really interested. You were saying that your first workshops with the clients are sitting in front of them and drawing it in front of them. Yeah. That's amazing. How, how did you get to this idea? Um, how did I get to the idea? Um, I think um, it was learning from mistakes, I think. Um, I remember going to see a client. I'd done, it, I kind of always did like free initial consultations, you know, just to go and see. And then I'd take a brief and then I'd give them a fee proposal. Um, but then, you know, I was kind of like looking for commitment to, you know, for someone to kind of move forward with a planning application from just a, a one hour meeting. And um, it seemed like um, it was a bit of a tall order <laughs> to make that leap between, oh, I've, I've seen, seen you and then let's go for it. And my first client was lovely. She was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. Let's go. Let's kind of, and it worked out really well, but not all clients like that. Um, and I think I remember I went to see someone who, who said, um that they'd recently spoken to some another architect who was kind of going to do like a very lightweight kind of workshop style thing with them for low low cost and um i uh, i just that just started me thinking and just working it through and how i was going to do it and the practicalities and how much i was going to charge for it and um 
on yeah i'm just trying to think what my first one was <laughs> i can't actually think the first time i actually sat down and did it um i've just done a workshop today with mm -hmm. a client that i did a workshop with about six years ago wow nice. and it was it was really interesting because i was looking at the drawings i was thinking has my process changed? Has my yes. thought, has my design, you know, kind of my interpretation, you know, how how's it all changed? Because I've, you know, we 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 evolve, um, obviously. Um, and um, no, it was really interesting to kind of look back at what I'd done, and I was kind of, in retrospect, I was very pleased with what I'd done. That's great. Um, we were looking at slightly different challenges and slightly different brief this time around. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> but we do, um, I've, I have got the, um, this is today's workshop. Amazing, it's just, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so if, you, if you're listening on um, Spotify, uh, I'm about to show sort of like some workshop drawings. So let's have a little look at this. So, so do you use a scale one to 50? Yeah, so I draw at one to 50. It's on A3 tracing paper. Um, you can't quite see this. This is um, a, some, uh, a drawing that I did about five, six years ago. Some of it's faded, as you can see. <laughs> And then today we were looking at kind of like it's a, a 1930s house and we we're just looking at um, kind of single two-story extensions to the side, two-story extensions to the rear, loft conversions and alternatives on the ground floor. Um, so there's a whole heap of ideas that we went through today. Um, I might have shown you that so one. When you start the process, is the workshop about one, two, three hours? How long does it this take? This one today was, um, it was a real life one. So it was face to face. Oh, hold on. We're looking at loft conversions. Here's me just working out the loft section. So part of it's explaining what a section is and head heights. And we had a Lego figure that we were using to scale and just trying to work out actually what the height of the client was. Yes. Um, so I've got a conversion chart. So um, uh, one was five foot two, which converted to 1.57 meters. And the other was five foot nine, I think. Someone's gonna check this. <laughs> 1.727, so I mark that on. And then you've got your two meters building regulations. And then in the attic, you can actually start to work out in a hipped roof, kind of the actual usable area. That's their existing layout. Um, but doing it in front of the clients really kind of um, engages them. And mm -hmm. you can check that they understand it. So one of the first questions I ask when I show the existing layout is, where are we sitting? And you're like, just watch <laughs> to see, to watch their spatial awareness. Because yes. it's really easy to spend three hours talking to a client about a drawing that they don't understand. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so how long did it take you to fully implement it? Was it? It was quite quick. Yeah, once. Yeah, once I knew what I was doing. You know, it's they're really structured, and they've not the the format of the workshop has not changed for seven, eight years. You know, it's kind of like you know, draw out, do a quick measured survey, um, draw out the existing layout, and then start looking at different options with the client. That's the point where you sit down with the client when you're ready to go, and you can just start drawing loads of ideas. Um, and it's brilliant because, you know, they because clients have they've always got their own, you know, kind of ideas and you've got to draw those out to see, you know, whether it's realistic or not. And if it is great, then you can just embellish it or, you know, kind of do, do more detailed design on it. Or often it's just turning them around and, you know, just completely changing kind of like their ideas um, and going, actually, that's really not going to work. That's a waste of space, a waste of money. And I'm, I'm just really sort of passionate about um, sort of not wasting money. And, you know, people's homes are their primary investment. So you just don't want to be wasting anyone's money at all. I understand. This is so nice approach. And that relationship with the client is great. Mm. Right. do you remember that bit where we said that it's going to go really quickly <laughs> yes. now, our time's nearly up <laughs> like, we're looking at one question each <laughs> oh, dear, so i'm gonna to have to start wrapping up okay. <laughs> okay so um I think, is there anything else you want to add or promote? Because it's nice to kind of like uh, promote these things or any one last piece of advice that you'd like to give? I, uh, maybe to just keep a thematic element, I would recommend everyone to try different experience, uh, especially their students, try different uh, maybe country as an Erasmus supporting, supported by the university or after the the school try different offices to see what well, better works for you so maybe practically just experience a few different uh, places uh, for for your growth and for your understanding of what you want to do so I think that would be it <laughs> absolutely that's uh, yeah brilliant I know we were gonna you, you mentioned sort of like talking about going to New York where I went to New York, but yeah it's, it is different experiences yeah. um, and, and from from your experience for example in York what I understood was you were telling me that it was a bit it was very flat uh, experience or what I understood from there but you learned from it mm -hmm. and now you know you know until you don't experience something not really perfect you wouldn't be sure that this this doesn't work as you said with a the client they think it can work but once they see it it doesn't work it just doesn't yeah. work yeah so, yeah so don't don't just tread the beaten path yes yes okay <laughs> that's a good piece of advice right and on that note i'm gonna say thank you very much for coming on thank you very much thank you for having me <laughs>
And um, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel or you could subscribe to our Podbean on Spotify. Um, if you want to get in contact, you can find me on social media. It's Lisa Rains, R-A-Y-N-E-S, or look at our website, prideroadfranchise.co.uk. Okay. Oh, good day. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Right, I'm going to stop now. <laughs>